What's it like for you trying to be this normal, pretty girl from Jersey? The funny thing is everyone else saw me as those things. Okay. But that wasn't how I saw me. Okay. And also this superstar, like how did you balance <laughs> Both. I don't think I've ever even told this story like publicly, but you know, you go into Spellman. It's yeah, you're dealing with it's different personalities. Absolutely. And people who only know my work, they see me as oh, she's Rudy. But people who know me know me as Keisha. So a few people had to meet Keisha. You know. Yes, I know. Cause you spent freshman year, you have people. You know, we had some girls try to run up in my room and do the whole thing. Oh, they met Keisha that day. Ooh, they ain't come back. Keisha That's from all. Jersey. They met Keisha from born in Newark, New Jersey, <laughs> who grew, grew up in Irvington, who beat your ass. <laughs> That's who they met. <laughs> I, love it. I am Rashawn Ali. Everybody's home girl. Everybody's favorite soror, the cool soror, representing the ATL and the East Side of the Cater. What's happening? Okay, here we go. It's the Cool Sword Podcast, hosted by me, Rashawn Ali. Let's go. Welcome to the Cool Sword Podcast. I am your host, Rashawn Ali. Well, on this show, we get to interview amazing women in black Greek letter organizations, and we also interview the cool bros. But today, I'm completely enamored of this woman since I was, you know, I mean, we'll talk about why. And you, once you see her, you're like, oh, I get why she's been enamored of her since like she was a kid. But I'm so very grateful that Keisha Knight Pulliam is here to grace us with her presence on the Yay. Cool Source show. Hello, Keisha. Hello. I wore my HBCU yes. hoodie. And then you came out fancy schmancy. It's fine. But, you know, it's, I do have my red lip on. You though. do have your red lip on. And because you are a Cool Source, <laughs> what sorority? Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated, eight to Kappa Chapter. Yes. Listen, yes. HK is that nothing is to where be I played with. Mm -mm. They are, you know, the cream with the cream. <laughs> listen, listen, Spellman will let you know what it is. Yeah, Spellman plays no games. The, absolutely no games. none. Mm -mm. Absolutely none. So I'm just so happy that you're here. How Thank are you? you? I am so good. Thank you for having You know, I would not have made this trek into the city and all this stuff for anybody else. I am just letting you know. I know it. Okay. I know it. Okay. I know it, but you were on my <laughs> list. I'm like, you know what? When we go into this next season, I got to have Keisha Knight because I've been trying to get you on the show for a while, but I like, know. you know when the timing lines up. Yeah. It's all beautiful and mm -hmm. it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. So I'm just glad that you are here. Me too. And we are able to experience each other in this I way. Know. And we just served on a panel for um, One Music Fest, mm -hmm. One Fluence. And it was just great to like be in that space to hear you talk about how Atlanta has changed your life. Yeah. I mean, of course we're going to go back, but like talk about Atlanta and, and, and what it has done for you since coming to this great city um, um, as, 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 as a college freshman? You know, I fell in love with Atlanta way before I came to Spelman College. Um, I have family here, and we had been coming, you know, over summer since I was little. Honestly, it first started when I was on The Cosby Show, and um, there was an episode where Cliff and Claire came back to the fictional Hillman, and we filmed on Spelman's campus, and that's when I was like, oh, I'm going to Spelman. I'm wow. seven, like, gangster with it. Like, right. I, I'm going to Spelman. Yeah. And um, it's what I did. I never forgot that that experience in that moment. 
And I've just always loved Atlanta. I mean, Atlanta, before Wakanda was a place, has been Wakanda for us. Yes. You know, it's the only place you can come where your doctors, your attorneys, your mayor, all of them, everything can look, all of these people in these very keen, important positions can look like you. Like, I know there was a moment at Spelman College and, you know, when you're doing the whole like freshman, you know, the orientation in the week and you're, you're just within the AUC, then it almost became abnormal to see anyone else who didn't look like you. Right. And only in Atlanta is that possible. And I'm not, you know, I love visiting. I love going places and traveling. But there's nowhere else that I would want to raise my family and call home. Yeah. You know, granted, I live outside of the city now. Because, you know, Atlanta had gotten a little too, Listen, it's got a lot going on right now. It is. It's a lot okay. going on. It's okay. It's, we're going to get it together. Yes, we are. But I need to be out in, in the country with the trees and <laughs> With the trees. With the trees. And be able to hear the birds. <laughs> yes, the butterflies. All and of the, the birds things. and all yeah. of those things. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So take me back. Like, you know, everybody thinks their child is a star, you know? <laughs> Um, but obviously your <laughs> Sorry, parents, right? Okay, they do ahead. like, cause they're like, oh my, baby, oh, started. my, baby, oh, my God, honey. she is honey. She can model. She can do all the things. And you know, the crazy thing is, unfortunately, like when we were little, like you'd ask kids, what do they want to be? You know, maybe a doctor or a police, you know, a lot of different things. But now people don't even want to do anything to be famous. They just want to be famous. Yes. And it perplexes me. Yeah. But it's to each okay. his own. To each, to each his, his own. own. But your parents, how did they know that you had something special? Because when you graced us with your presence, <laughs> as a little girl, I'm, I'm a little older than you, but seeing you, I was like, oh my God, she's chocolate like me. Mm. And she's got big hair like me. And like, I was just so like taken aback because you were me. How did they know that you were you? And that is the importance of like kind role modelship in every facet of life, in television, in politics, in, in, in everything that we do. It's about seeing people who look like us because that's what allows you to start dreaming and knowing that that's possible for you. And really for me, it started out as a hobby. Like quite frankly, it, I'm from New Jersey originally, and my mom and I would go across on the train. I was just a really friendly baby. Like uh -huh. go to anyone was... Like I didn't, there was no such thing as a stranger. This is what I've been told. Cause I mean, I don't remember this part. Right. And um, so I, my parents, my mom sent my my photo into an agency when I was a baby. And I booked my first job at nine months old. Wow. So first job, Johnson & Johnson print ad. Um, I did that, did commercials, did Sesame Street. So it really was a hobby that I just continued to book things and just continued to go down this road. And so my parents, it was never, um, deliberate, I guess. It was something that was definitely a hobby. It was um, something that we did that just be, just rolled into a career. Mm. So um, I got my, I did The Last Dragon before The Cosby Show. Then I got The Cosby Show at four, um, right before my fifth birthday. Wow. And the rest is, is really history from there. So. Yeah. Yep. So you know, going on, on, I mean, can you recollect any of those moments? I mean, especially because mm -hmm. you were so young. Mm -hmm. um, do you remember what it was like your first day? Or I remember my audition. I remember going into the room and seeing Mr. Cosby and Jay Sandridge. I can see the couch as clear as day that they were sitting on. They were sitting up on the back of the couch. I come into the room and I'm like, you know, my name is Keisha. I'm four years old. I can't, I can't read yet. So I have my lines memorized. Right. And 
I remember randomly, like the other kids there and playing, you know, before going into the room, I remember being on set. I remember riding my big wheel, you know, and my tricycle is it upgraded, you know, through set. I remember all of that. I remember, you know, Sammy Davis Jr.'s uh, dressing room being next to mine and wow. having a Pac-Man machine and him letting me play Pac-Man with him. Like... Was that I, on his rider? I, I, I guess clearly, because so, they clearly bought a Pac-Man machine oh. up into the dressing room. Oh, wow! And as a, as my little you know kid self, I was just like, oh, that was the greatest thing ever. You know, I remember up and running up and down the halls of Kaufman Astoria Studio, and you know, I remember all of those things so vividly. The blue floors in the hallway, the you know, um, it was such a a big and important part of my life. You know, those are really formative years if you think back from. Uh, five. I was four right before, right before I turned five to right before my 13th birthday. Wow, that's, that's so, a lot. That's a long you know, time. We worked on the show for a really long time. And, um, you know, the, everyone is, is very much family. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And so after 13, you, you, you kind of essentially go back to a, a regular mm -hmm. life and then you decide to, to go to Spelman College. What was it about your family background that said, hey, we're going to continue to instill in our daughter what it's like to live a quote-unquote normal life. What was that like when you got back? You know, I think my parents went a little overboard with the normal thing. Okay. But I, <laughs> I, I appreciate them for it. Right, like, in right. hindsight, I get it. I appreciate it. I understand it. Yeah. I know why they did it. But, like, I, even in the midst of it, didn't realize I was famous. I'm just going to be completely honest. Really? No. Um, and it's funny because people like go back to normal life, but you have to understand I've been doing this my whole life. So this is my normal. Right. This is all I know. Right. Um, but my parents did do a really good job of making sure, you know, I also went to regular school. You know, I, I'm going to black. My family's black, 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 black. We black, they black, 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 like black. pull the belt out black. That's oh. how I grew up. OK. Yes. So, you know, because of that, that was their history and that's how they raised us. Like, yes, I'm on the number one show, but on the weekends when they have adult time, I go to my grandmother's house and my great grandmother's house, you know, who lives in Irvington, New Jersey or Newark or, in the, you know, so that's our history. Yeah. Um, and my parents just, you know, made sure that I understood that this is what I did, but it wasn't who I was. Yeah. If that makes sense. And, you know, when I went home, I was the oldest daughter of James and Denise Pulliam. You know, I got in trouble. I got like all the regular stuff that kids go through um, was my life. And this was just something I also did. Mm -hmm. yeah. But um, so after that, yeah, we, it was a deliberate break. I always knew I was going to come back to acting. I always knew I wanted to continue acting. But it was never a question for me or never a, up in the air that I was going to college. So I knew I wanted to go to college. And then after college, I would come back. Yeah. And so you knew, said you said at seven years old when you were able to mm -hmm. come um, actually see the see Spelman, you knew mm -hmm. that was your college. Did you apply anywhere else? <laughs> you heard me tell the story before. <laughs> so <laughs> um, my dad was like, oh, you're going to Yale or Harvard or all this stuff. Oh. You know, he comes from that generation yeah. of um, Ivy League and, yeah. you know, the importance of it. Because you have to think about it. HBCUs being cool really is a new thing. Oh, my God. First of all, that is my new brand extension. HBCUs been cool. Uh, Yes. So literally, we've been cool. We have been, but right. everyone didn't acknowledge it or right. recognize it. Doesn't mean it wasn't, right. but other people hadn't seen it yet. Yes. So, you know, my dad having gone to, he didn't finish, but he went to Seton Hall. Okay. You know, my mom, Rutgers, you know, neither. So both of them kind of 
I was kind of came and disrupted the party because yeah. they were in college right. and then I was popped up. Um, Got it. Yeah. So, you know, it was important to them because they didn't finish to ensure that me and all my siblings did. And all of us except for one went to HBCUs. Spellman, two Morehouse graduates and an Auburn University graduate. What? So, and you, I think that you... You kind of led the way. Yes. So I'll get back to that story. I okay. know I, I, I went off track. No worries. So my, so my dad was hellbent on me going to Ivy League. And I, being his daughter, inheriting a lot of his stubbornness, was like, no, I'm going to Spelman. So um, I applied early decision to Spelman. Complete application, had it done. Did it on your own? I did it on my own, had the application sent off. The, that was back when you didn't just do it on the computer. You had to type it out yes. and send it in. Um, and back then it was like a two-part application for like the other schools. The first part was like a very basic form. You had to fill out like your name, your this, your that. So I did the first part of those applications, but I never finished the application because I knew I was admitted to Spelman before it was ever due. So I think it was around Thanksgiving, Christmas time is when the early decision, um, comes out and I was already in Spelman. So it was a done deal. So, so when you got the letter, Uh I mean, so what did your parents say at this point? I mean, there was nothing to say. Right. There's nothing to say at this point. I mean, my mom was in cahoots with me. Let's just be clear. Right. My mom to this day is I one of my best so friends. Much. I in know. The whole world. Listen. So she had to be like my my cover, my, you know, she had to help a sister out with it. Right, right. But, you know, they knew that that's exactly where I wanted to go. Yeah. And um, I'm happy because that was honestly one of the best decisions that I've made. And it was funny. I was driving my daughter to school today and she was talking about, she was like, mommy, first, what's your favorite your favorite season. And I was like, she was like, yeah, Gaga's favorite season is right now, fall. Well, what's yours? I said, well, mine is summer because I love swimming. She was like, summer is my favorite season too. She said, mommy, how are we so much alike? We look alike, we this alike. I was like, I know, but you know, know that even though we look alike, you're still Ella. And you know, you can, there's a lot of stuff we're gonna do alike, but then there are gonna be some things that we do differently and that's what makes us special. And so we're having this conversation and I don't know what she asked. She was like, yeah, well, I'm going to Spelman like you. Did, you, like, did you lose it? Yes, right. Yes. Right. Yes. The brainwashing has worked. Because <laughs> <So, laughs> wow. I'm not going to lie. Like, I realized that it has to be her idea. So I've been like, I mean, all her aunties, we they all went to Spelman. Everybody, everybody that is in your circle. Right. Went to, went to an HBCU of right. some form. Right. Fam you. Right. Spellman, Howard, yes. you know, her uncles went to Morehouse. So it's within, like, it's all she knows. Right. That's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. That's, when you got, to, when you got to, to Spellman, I mean, a, as a freshman, and you're coming, I mean, this was what, probably, what, five years off of, the, off of the Cosby show. Yeah. So what's it like for you trying to be this normal, pretty-ass girl from Jersey and also... This superstar. Like, how did you balance <laughs> both? Well, you know, I those know, are sure. some stories we'll tell well, off you know air. Exactly. But what I can say is the funny thing is everyone else saw me as those things. Okay. But that wasn't how I saw me. Okay. And I think one of the biggest things was just what I realized, I just had to be who I was. People were going to have preconceived notions. They were going to whatever. But... Again, it's how I show up and what I do every day. And everyone isn't going to like you. Yeah. And that's okay. Oh, man. You know know. what I mean? So, yeah, we had some interesting stories. I don't think I've ever even told this story, like, publicly. But, you know, you go into Spellman. Yeah. You're dealing with different personalities. Absolutely. And 
The funny thing is you know me because people who only know my work, they see me as, oh, she's Rudy. But people who know me know me as Keisha. So a few people had to meet Keisha. Okay. A few people did. You know. Yes, I know. But, um, know. you know, because you spent freshman year, you have people, you know, we had some girls trying to run up in my room and do the whole thing. Oh, they met Keisha that day. Ooh, they ain't come back. Keisha That's from Jersey. They met Keisha from born in Newark, New Jersey, <laughs> who grew, grew up in Irvington, who beat your ass. That's who they met. But we will we'll keep the rest of the okay. story. All right. <laughs> We're very, you know, right. we're here now. That's, you know, yes. you, we grow and we evolve. Absolutely. But sometimes you have to have those moments. Yes. And be like, I am not the one. Right. So, yes. Yeah. That's but good. ultimately, that was not the tenor of my experience. Yeah. You know, I met some of the, some of my best friends to this day. I met at Spelman College. Absolutely. My sorors, my line sisters, yep. even people I didn't pledge with, you know, who were in our freshman dorm at HH, the whole thing. You know, the sisterhood that exists there and the bond that exists with everyone who went to the AUC mm. during that time, mm. because it's not just Spelman. When you go to Spelman, when you're Morehouse, Clark Atlanta, Morris Brown was then, you know, there when I was there, you know, you form this, this just bond. Absolutely. That is just solidified throughout life, no matter how long or what else you do, if you see each other later, it's like, oh, hey, it's it's a it's a such a familial um, just bond that yeah. can't be broken. And I know you, you had talked about, and I, generally I ask this question a little bit later on in the conversation. I know we have a few more minutes left, but a lot of people, because of your relationship with Felicia Rashad, mm-hmm. who was an alpha chapter, mm-hmm. AKA, they were like, oh, you're automatically going to be. Oh, they knew be, I was going to be mu Definitely. Listen, <laughs> you, listen, you told me when I first met, she was like, I don't know why they thought that. And I was like, okay, friend, I'm, I'm, I'm on your side. I'm do what you want to do. But I'm glad that you were able to vocalize that, yeah. you know, early on. How were you able to like, yo, let me do my own thing to people? See, the um, thing that people didn't realize is that, yes, you know, Felicia, she's family too, but I had family, she was family by way of my work family. Yes. But I have blood family who is Ada Kappa. Oh, I didn't know that. Part. Yes. You know, I have um, family, like I have deltas that are very heavy in my family. Yeah. We have some AKs as well. But the people who I was closest to, like my favorite aunt to this day, who I'm super close with, my aunt Ange is a Delta. Mm-hmm. You know, her twin sister is a Delta. So that was the influence right. that I had. And also through like working and going and traveling, the women who I constantly came in contact with, who were handling business about their business, like were Deltas. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was never a question. Right. But everybody else tried to put what they thought you should be, Absolutely. which is what this world is about. Everybody think they want you to, you know. Be and, who they want you to be. And, you know, one of my best friends is is an AKA. Like, mm-hmm. I have several. Tracy, she's an yeah. AKA. I have yeah. plenty of friends. Because one of my ultimately, best friends, right. yeah. ultimately, you know, at the end of the day, we're all, the goal that we all have is the same. Right. The You know, regardless of what your colors are or, you know, any of these different things, it's about the community. It's about paying it forward. It's about, you know, our, our common goals mm-hmm. uh, and values are shared absolutely. no matter what. Absolutely. Absolutely. So when you when you graduate from Spelman, you know, a lot of people would say, you know what, I've done my acting thing or whatever, but you, mm-hmm. you jump back into it. What was that transition like, knowing that you have this degree, knowing that you were 
this, this you're still a star, but you know, considered a child star. And and it's very difficult for a lot of child stars to transition and continue to get work and be recognized for their work. How were you able to do it? Was it as seamless as it seemed? Do you know the thing is because I don't think about all those things. You don't. I don't. That's the that, and I think that you, we have to credit your parents with that old school black upbringing for that. Would you I say think, that? I think definitely it yeah. plays a part in it. Okay. But I think I'm a culmination of the experiences that I've had. Okay. And also, I've always been this me. Like, yes, you grow and you you evolve and you gain wisdom and knowledge and you have new experiences that kind of shape you into who you are. But the essence of who I am has always been this. Yeah. So it never occurred to me. Like, I think if you think it's going to be hard or if you're thinking about all that, that's what you're going to get. But it never was at the forefront of my thought. It was, okay, I'm doing this. I'm going to go to college. When I finish college, I'm going to go back to acting. And then when I, when I get back, I'm going to direct and I'm going to produce and I'm going to write. Like it was never, I've never been one to put myself in a box or put limitations on myself. You know, what I know is that, you know, anything is possible. Yeah. And what's for me is for me. And it will never, ever miss me. <laughs> That is my never ever my miss mantra. me. What so, is for you will never miss you. Never. Yeah. And I know that to be true. And that's how I move through the world. You know, and it's not from a space of of arrogance or any of these things, but everyone deserves what's for them. Not yeah. just me. Everybody does. Yeah. And the thing is, you know, me receiving what is destined for me doesn't take away from you, from this person, anyone in this room receiving what is for them. And I operate from a space of abundance. I operate from a space of abundance, from a space of love, from a space of rooting for all the people, all the women in, around me, because I want all of us to be great. Yeah. All of us deserve that. And when you, when you live and walk in that space, that's what you manifest. I don't understand why people don't get that concept. I don't understand why people don't understand that if you just mm -hmm. walk in a space of love, like you actually will receive that love back. Mm-hmm. And if you walk in the opposite of that, you'll receive that too. One way or another, because guess what? Karmas don't miss nobody. Listen, karma don't miss nobody. She, he and the is. best karma you never see. Right. Never witness. Because it's nothing, it has nothing to do with you. Nothing you've to done do your with part you. as, the, as, as the person that's walking in this greatness. <laughs> when you were talking about your daughter and, you, and, and having a conversation with her, do you feel like she will follow in your footsteps? Or do you see that? gift in her what do you see in her because in my daughters i see in my older daughter i see something completely mm -hmm. different she might be a scientist mm -hmm. and my baby girl she doesn't look like me but she acts just like me so she <laughs> may just be on a microphone right. somewhere. when you look at ella what do you see man i don't think the world is ready for ella grace um i see that she is growing up in a space where she knows that anything and everything is possible she is, knows her voice. She's not afraid to use her voice. She is confident. She is loving. She mm. is caring. She is creative. So whatever she chooses to do, I know she's going to be successful at it. Yeah. I don't know yet. She's interested in, of course, the acting piece. And, you know, actually, um, the movie, I, I have a movie coming on December 3rd. Um, 
on Lifetime called New Orleans Noel. Mm. And she has a little cameo in it. And she manifested that. She was like, Mommy, you said that I was going to be able to be in your next movie. And it is your next and it is your next movie. So she called you out, called me out. I was like, okay. So we had a trolley scene. And um, so we get there. And then she was like, well, Mommy, what are my lines? And um, she enjoyed, like, she's been on sets her whole life. Right. Like, she travels with me to this day from birth. She's had, you know, her passport at four months. She was oh traveling God. with me. Wow. So she doesn't understand now when it's a quick trip why she has to stay with Gaga. Like, you know, because she's like, what do you mean I'm not I'm coming not, I with mean, you? I don't get what. And, and these trips are like if I'm going for like a day. Like, any long trip, she travels with me. Anything over like two or three days. She is with me. Right. So she's like, well, what do you mean, mommy? What, why are I not coming? Right. And she has her little tablet and her iPad and she puts movies together and she'll be like, an action, mommy. And she will, she directs me. Oh, she, she's going to no, be on stage. I have it's a photo fine. that I'm going to show you where okay. she had her iPad. She had one of my, she had my iPhone and maybe my other iPhone. She had them on for lights. So she took the flashlight on, had them propped up, had her camera and was like, okay, mommy. And actually, I was like, you know what? Oh, wow. She gets it honest. <laughs> she has it. She's so been around it. Honest. And yeah. both of us, both her, my husband, Brad. Yeah. Oh, she does not play about her daddy. So listen. Yes. I love it. And you know, everything that, you know, everything was so public about what you have gone through in the mm -hmm. past and to find uh, a, a beautiful gentleman like mm -hmm. Brad, to um, just really come into your life. You all came together. I won't just say, you know, it, it was um, just one-sided. Mm -hmm. You all came together. What does that feel like to be able to share this life with him, knowing how he loves your daughter? Mm -hmm. Oh, no, that's our daughter, daughter too. Like, yeah, our, like, <laughs> your, yes, your daughter collectively, yeah. um, after all that you've been able to overcome. You know, it's 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 amazing and it's beautiful. And, you know, I tell people that, you know, everybody goes through stuff. Yes. You know, no one is without having situations and trials and tribulations, but it's up to you to decide, is that going to be a, a blip or a sentence in your story or is that going to be a whole chapter? Oh, yes. And, you know, for me, that was a blip. And it created a space to be able to embrace, enjoy, and appreciate mm. that much more what I have now. Yes. And, you know, the bottom line is Brad has been here since she was a year old. Beautiful. So he, she, he is all that she knows in that capacity in our family. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm just grateful. I'm grateful. And I, I tell people, you know, no matter what you're going through, ultimately, you know, you have the power to allow how you allow it to define you. Oh, that's good. And also know that there's always a rainbow at the end of a storm. And just because this is your current situation doesn't mean it's where you're going to stay. Mm -hmm. So no, yes, there is love after divorce. There is love after, you know, there's triumph after everyone goes through stuff. So don't don't get caught up in that. Yeah. Man, you've been able to just navigate this this life so beautifully because we've been able to watch it and that's the thing me, me being your friend but also being a person that's in the media having mm -hmm. to to watch it it's been beautiful to see how you have navigated it mm -hmm. and you're just you've done it with grace you've done it with class and beauty all at the Thank same time you. so I'm just very I'm just so grateful for how you have been able to do what you've done and w another thing that you've done for me that I don't think that in the moment you understood the the, the gravity of it mm -hmm. um, when we were at um, Tyler Perry's rap party for all of our shows <laughs> uh -huh. we were just sitting there 
and VIP. You you got me into another section that I wasn't supposed to be in. <laughs> we, it and was you, that whole it was that whole HBCU black like, girl hookup. Like, I'm like, look, go down to that side of the rope. Let's go. And I was like, lift it up. And my husband Come was on. like, you know you left me when you when you went to Keisha. I was like, hey man, just go sit to the side. You should have told. He should have given me the high know, five. But I was I like, like, come on. Like, I ain't know. I ain't know if it was just one or two. But it I was like, on pass back. Like, I know. Come on. I was like, too late. But she left me. I was like, what? Did you get in the party? Did you get the party? All right. You're making me cry right now. That is so funny. But that moment when we sat there, um, <laughs> and I don't want to get emotional, but you said to me, you deserve all of this, Rashawn. Mm -hmm. And you do. When you said that to me, being who you are, and I know we have our friendship outside mm -hmm. of that, mm -hmm. that meant so much to me. So I'm grateful that you see Ooh, me. Oh, you're about to shed a thug tear for me. Thug tear. <laughs> I'm just grateful that you see me because a lot of people yeah. don't. We go through this entertainment business mm -hmm. and, and you know, I've been in radio and all this. Sometimes people don't, they just forget to see you. Mm -hmm. You see me and I appreciate you mm -hmm. for that because I've always seen you since I was a little girl. And for you to be able to say those word to, words to me, mm -hmm. I will never forget that. So thank you. I want to publicly thank you Aww, for you're that. Me. I know. I don't mean to. I don't mean to. But this is what sisterhood is all about. No yeah. matter what colors you wear, whatever. This mm -hmm. is sisterhood, and this is what it means to me. I appreciate you, Keisha. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so thank much. Thank you. All right. Now for the mushy. Uh, I'm taking away from the mushy moment. I'm going away. I'm going away from the mushy moment. <laughs> Um, you became a member of the Ada Capture chapter of Delta Sigma Theta. Yeah. Incorporated. Yes. And obviously, since we've talked about this, I know that maybe you did choose Delta Sigma Theta. But I always ask the question, did Delta Sigma Theta choose you or did you choose Delta Sigma Theta? Mm, both. 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 Tell me why. Um, nothing's by accident. I feel that everything happens exactly the way that it's supposed to. And if we didn't choose each other, then I wouldn't be here yeah. in terms of as a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated Ada Kappa Chapter right now. So it was something that we both chose. Yeah. And um, yeah. It's a beautiful thing. I love to see you represent. I love it. And you you just like me. You go to <laughs> you go to the tailgates. You go you go to we've done events together yes. where you like you represent HK. I'm there from U Pi, even though I'm beta alpha. And I'm we like, both hey. got our red cups. Yeah, yeah, listen, with the red cups. <laughs> but we have glasses this day. We're ladies. And you've today. got water Wait, and I've I'm got a I'm a lady. Moet. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. So what is next for you, Keisha? Like you have so many I mean, directing, producing, yeah. and you have a new movie coming out. With yes. your husband. Yeah. I love that. That's so fantastic. Tell I'm me excited. more. This has been a great year. And it's funny. It's something, not even funny. This is something we actively were like manifested together. We, it's important for us to, to do projects and to work together. Yes. We really enjoy that. So, you know, earlier this year, I directed um, a movie for Hallmark, Girlfriendship, that yes. he was my lead, my male lead in with Tamara Mowry Housley, and um, it was it was a great movie. It did so well on Hallmark. It was number one in so yes. many different categories and demographics. Ah, Come on, work it out. Work it so out. happy. Um, and it was big because you know they don't traditionally have movies with people like us right. on that network. Yeah. And this was movie, and it was very important to me to keep the authenticity of who we were and it to be reflected in this movie. And believe me. 
I, I, we had to I had to fight for some of that, and I'm grateful for how it came out. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so we have uh, New Orleans Noel, which I produced as well as Brad and I get to star, and he's we're each other's love interest in it. So what was that like? Super cute. Starring opposite your husband. <laughs> it was fun. It was it was really good. Um, we work well together. Yeah. You know, I we really do. And I was really excited to have that opportunity to work with him on screen. Um, you know, we work in different capacities. And it's funny, that's how we met. We met, like, we'd run into each other, but when we really saw each other is mm -hmm. what I would say. Mm -hmm. um, it was another Lifetime movie. It was uh, Pride and Prejudice Atlanta. We played brother and sister. A little weird, but yes. So um, this was our... Since then, this was our first time working together. So we have that coming up on December 3rd at 8 o'clock on Lifetime. I love it. And um, I also host Married at First Sight After Party. That comes on Lifetime as well. If you watch Married at First Sight, yep, the yep. franchise where these people, I don't know how they do it, but decide to get married at, sight, first, sight. Uh, at first sight. Right. Like two strangers. Um, so I really love that. I really enjoyed that. I was a fan of the show. And then it was just a natural progression when they asked me to come on to to host it. So we have that and a myriad of other projects that we're actually, me and Brad are working on together. That's you great. Know, producing, I mean, so. might as well make the money together. I mean, we try to keep the money in the household. In the household. We keep it in the household. Yes, please talk <laughs> about uh, Eggs Over Easy, too. Oh, and Eggs Over yes, Easy. Please. Yes, that was. this has been such a great and long year. The top of the year, um, Eggs Over Easy, um, a, a documentary that actually executive produced along with yes. some HK Sora, Shaquita Lockley as I well. Love her. As Felicia Who was also Fant. on the podcast. Yeah, and Felicia yes. Fan also, who um who both of them pledged me. Um, <laughs> but um, but yeah, so it was an amazing documentary. It um aired on own. It's all about just everything regarding, you know. Black women when it comes to mortality rate in terms of um, the maternal mortality rate with childbirth, mm -hmm. having to do with IVF, having to do with choosing to be childless, all of the different things. It's like a, such a gamut. And it's crazy how like people really feel like your uterus is their business oh and it's God. not. And we can go talk about a whole lot of uterus being nobody's business, right. um, Roe versus Wade. But, you know, especially in this day and time, it's really important to have these discussions. And so many people suffer in silence. And you know, we have to discuss these things. We have to give people the information, but not only the information, the support to know that they are not alone mm -hmm. um, because so many people suffer silently and you shouldn't have to. Yeah. So, you know, and there is a disparity in healthcare. Let's just be honest about that. You know, I think it's funny when, you know, people want to act like racism doesn't exist when we all it know does. it does. And it permeates every piece and every fabric of our country, including the healthcare system. Mm -hmm. So you need to be able to be an advocate for yourself. And it matters when you have people, you know, who are in charge of your health care who look like you, who are going to hear you, yep. who are going to value you in your life. Yep. So, you know, it discusses so much. Like, I'm grateful again. Living in Atlanta, you know, all my doctors are black women spe you specifically. Do? Right. Absolutely. Right. And it matters. It does. It does. It does. When it's all said and done, as we wrap up, mm -hmm. I always talk about, like, when, of course, you know, God chooses the day that we're born. God chooses the day that we go home. Mm-hmm that dash or hyphen in the middle, what do you want people to say about Keisha Knight-Pulliam? I hope that the imprint that I leave on this world long survives my life. So I just pray that the impact I have continues to be felt um, for generations to come. Yeah. 
I hope that I am able to serve as not only an inspiration, but also a roadmap of all that is possible for you to then continue to build upon. My desire is for my daughter and every generation to be exponentially better than I have been. Wow. And that's big because yeah. you have been exponentially great. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having my me. My sister. Cheers. 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 The Keys of Night William, everybody. <laughs> Another amazing edition of the Cool Store Podcast with my sister, representing HK. Woo, woo. Yeah, Delta Sigma Theta. My girl, Keisha Knight Pauline, thank you so much for being thank here. For this has been an absolute, an absolute joy to have you here. Thank you. Yay. Thank you. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. <laughs> Yay.